Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. Today's a special day where we're recording live at Topper's RV. That's just northwest of Houston, Texas. This is episode five. And this week we're talking everything is bigger in Texas. And we're going to sit down and talk with our longtime friend and third generation owner of Topper's, Larry Trout III. And on the ABCs of RVing this week, D is for dry camping. So sit back, relax, and join us as we RV Texas, y'all. week's Texas tidbit, let's talk about that old saying, everything's bigger in Texas. Is it true? Well, let's look at some numbers. At 267,277 square miles, Texas is the largest of the lower 48 states. Only Alaska is bigger. Texas has over 624 miles of coastline, 191,000 miles of streams and rivers, 4,900 plus square miles of freshwater, and 730,000 acres of public forests. Texas is also the second largest by population with six of the top 20 U.S. cities, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, Fort Worth, and El Paso. Texas is also home to six of the top 20 fastest growing cities in the United States, Frisco, New Braunfels, McKinney, Cedar Park, Conroe, and Round Rock. The Texas Capitol Building is the largest of all of the state Capitol buildings. It is 15 feet taller than the National Capitol. Not to be left out, the San Jacinto Monument, marking the decisive battle of the Texas Revolution, is 15 feet taller than the Washington Monument. In Texas, you'll find the world's largest medical center in Houston, convenience store, Bucky's. Bucky's also owns the record for the longest car wash at 255 feet. The largest buoy knife, well, that's 20 feet 6 inches long and resides fittingly enough in Bowie, Texas. The largest garden spades in Creedmoor, Texas, and the cowboy boots, well, they're in San Antonio. We recently found those, and we'll link to our video in the show notes. You'll find the largest spur in Lampasas, Texas. It's almost 34 feet tall. The largest pecan in Seguin, the largest iguana statue at the Fort Worth Zoo, and the largest teapot in Navasota. The world's largest honky-tonk is Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. And Miss Pearl, the world's largest squirrel, welcomes everyone to Bordell Pecan in Cedar Creek, home of the 24-hour pecan pie vending machine. Oh yeah, you heard that right. Paladero Canyon is the second largest canyon in the contiguous USA. And the largest cowboy, Big Tex, welcomes folks to the Texas State Fair, which is also the largest state fair. 
The world's tallest statue of an American hero stands 67 feet tall and on a 10-foot granite, granite base, you'll find Sam Houston just outside of Huntsville, Texas. The birthplace of Texas ranching, the famous King Ranch, is 1,289 square miles bigger than the state of Rhode Island. And while Texas is the energy capital and the number one biodiesel producer, it's also home to a wind farm that is four and a half times larger than Manhattan. With well over 314,000 miles of public roads, Texas has almost 80% more roads than the second place state, California. The longest interstate highway in Texas is Interstate 10, which runs 878 miles between El Paso and Orange. The longest non-interstate highway, well, that's US 83, which extends from the Oklahoma state line south 783 miles to the Mexican border at Brownsville. The world's largest concentration of bats in the world you'll find at Bracken Cave in San Antonio, home to over 20 million Mexican free-tailed bats. Texas is the number one birding destination in the USA. The Santa Ana National Wildlife Refuge is home to more endangered species than anywhere else in the USA. And the world's largest livestock expedition and rodeo is Rodeo Houston. In Texas, if we were our own country again, we would have the 13th highest GDP or gross domestic product in the world, larger than Spain, South Korea, and Mexico. This state that is home to high school football stadiums that rival some college stadiums lays claim to quite a few Guinness World Records related to size, including the biggest commercial pizza. Created by Moontown Pizza Bar in Burleson, Texas, it was 8 feet long and 32 inches wide. The longest horn spread on a bull? Well, of course, that's going to be a Texas Longhorn. Cowboy Tux Chex from Fayetteville, Texas, boasts a spread of 8.5 feet, more than twice that of the average Longhorn. The longest line of rubber ducks title belongs to the Rotary Club of Graham, Texas, who lined up 19,919 ducks in a line that was 5,497 feet long. The largest snow cone, well, you can find that at Bahama Bucks in Lubbock. They created a snow cone that was 11 tons. The world's largest parade of Harley-Davidson motorcycles happened in Paris, Texas in 2019 with 3,497 bikes participating. The heaviest hotel to be relocated was a three-story brick Hotel Fairmont in San Antonio. Built in 1906, the hotel weighed 1,451 metric tons and was moved five blocks over a reinforced bridge during six days in 1985. And the Spirit of Texas Festival and College Station holds two world records, the largest serving of chili con carne and the largest ice cream dessert. The ice cream stretched over 4,500 feet. Other big road trip finds to look for as you travel across Texas, the giant rattlesnake in Freer, a 14-foot jackrabbit in Rawls, and the 70-foot fly fishing pole in Port Isabel. We've talked about a lot of things that are bigger than life, but does size really matter? Well, there are some pretty cool world's smallest things in Texas, too. Wichita Falls is home to the world's smallest skyscraper, and the world's smallest active Catholic church, St. Martin's, is near Warrington, Texas. We've visited both of these places, and I'll include the links in the show notes. And lastly, I need to give a shout out to one of my alma maters, Rice University in Houston, where the world's smallest battery, 60,000 times smaller than a AAA battery was invented. So the answer to that question, yes, there is a lot bigger about Texas, but not everything is bigger in the Lone Star State.
in the ABCs of RVing, we're on D for dry camping. Yep, this is one that maybe a lot of you have heard also called boondocking. And it simply means without hookups, camping without hookups. And hookups being, you know, you're not plugged into electrical, you have no sewer connections. You're basically running everything off your batteries in your RV. And, and or you might be running off your generator if you have a generator. And this is where most people um, think about solar. And when people are thinking about getting solar and stuff, it's, it's so they can uh, charge those batteries so they can run longer off of their house batteries. You know, things like lights and stuff like that. And, of course, if you have enough solar and lithium, you could actually run your ACs. But that's, that's not very common. It's, it's more common to just um, charge up the, the batteries with your solar panels and, and make your dry camping experience even easier. You know, uh, Stacy and I, when we had her mom, uh, Grammy Kay, as most of y'all know, when we took the long summer trip a couple summers ago, um, we dry camped 28 out of the 30 days that we were on the road. And, or, well, we were on the road many more days than that, but 28 out of 30 of those days at one point, we dry camped. And where you find a lot of dry camping is in like national parks where, yes, you're paying for a campground, but at that campground, it's, it's strictly a place, you know, where you're, you're able to just keep your RV. It's a campsite, but it has no hookups, you know, so you want to make sure your fresh water tank is sanitized and because you want to, in those situations, you want to go in with a full fresh water tank. Um, what we would normally do is we would go into the national park and they they have dump stations usually and they have potable water most of the time so we would make sure they were going to have that fill up with that potable water make sure all of our tanks are dumped and then you know you just kind of have to regulate things you got to know where you're at uh, on all your tank levels you know and it's it's a different kind of camping, but I really enjoyed it. I, I, I really liked managing all that stuff every day, and it wasn't a problem at all. In fact, it was kind of fun, and we did it, like I said, we did it with Stacy's mom, so it, it was no big deal, but you got to make sure your batteries are in good shape, and and uh, we have solar, obviously, like most of y'all know, so that would charge our batteries up. We also have a generator, but there are generator hours at these places, so at night, you're running on your batteries. So remember, D for dry camping, that means no hookups.
This week, we're super excited to be sitting down with our longtime friend and third generation owner of Topper's RVs just northwest of Houston, Larry Trout the third. Welcome, Larry. Well, thank you. You busted me. I took a selfie as y'all guys were starting to <laughs> send my wife. This is, That's this is awesome. really cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, we have known Larry for a long time, and uh, my parents, actually back in the 80s, bought from Larry's family, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. back from Toppers, when they bought their pop-up camper, which was what got my family into RVing. Dad probably sold it to them. I'm sure that's right. (laughs) Yeah, Stacy said it was y'all's location then that you had up off of I think it was over on Airline. Airline back then. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, we moved to Jones Jones Road in in the Beltway right around that area in the late 80s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So, wow, you know, third generation, you've grown up in the business. Yeah, yeah, drive around uh forklift started man when they i think i was 12 or something when they let me start driving the forklift but without a trailer of course just driving back and forth i think i was washing countertops with orange cleaner for i think it was 25 cents a countertop or something like that in summers when i was a kid you know so yeah we've been around this the whole time i didn't get on uh I guess a full employment until 2006. Okay. So, so but <clears throat> but going back, your grandfather started this business, yeah, right? Yeah, and my grandfather started the company with uh, a, a partner, James. I can't remember his last name at the moment, but uh, they started with toppers came from camper shells on the bed of your truck. Okay. And they uh, they got real big into that, and they actually had to run two shifts. They were working until like midnight. It was crazy. These people come in, get these camper shells, and that's where toppers sales came from was our first name that's our incorporated name right now it's still to this day but we've had to change with the times and 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 we tried the camping center thing like everybody else did now we're back to just toppers rvs so (laughs) but no my uh, dad my dad started working with them and bought in in the uh early 80s i think it was 83 okay i was born in 84 and they had the oil crash yeah. Then and he bought out the partner first, and then he bought out my grandfather. So my dad solely owned the dealership until uh, actually a couple of years ago, and then they they uh, put me in the deal. So that <laughs> so, is awesome. Yeah. So they've, we've had three locations. They've they started out on Airline and Six Ten, and uh, my grandma had a house over by there, and then uh, Jones Road and Two Ninety. Yeah. And then now here we are out in Waller. Uh, Benford and 290. So. There and you it's go. a beautiful location out here. Just did a whole bunch of reno, uh, renovations here. We, we shut down for Christmas, gave the staff an extra little holiday, and redid the floor here. You guys got to come out and check it out. Yeah, so. it is really, really nice. And now you're not just camper shells, obviously. No, full full line. We, we go all the way. Uh, we start with pop-ups still. Uh Probably do forty of those a year still, and then all the way up to diesel pushers. We yeah, uh, we yeah. got our first two uh, uh, diesels in earlier this year, and excited about those. Stacy so. and I just walked through mm-hmm. one of those diesel. It's a Holiday Rambler, mm-hmm. and Nautica is the oh, uh, yeah. brand. Yep. Oh, it's a it's a Holiday Rambler Nautica. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it it's a beautiful coach. It's like thirty six feet, three hundred and. 40 horsepower, mm-hmm. uh, Freightliner chassis, and I got to tell you, all electric. It even has an aqua hot unit in it. I mean, for y'all interested in a, an entry level diesel pusher, I mean, it's even more than an entry level. I was going mean, to say, it's, it's got features in it that make it 
uh, like a mid-level uh, yeah. diesel pusher, and it's very, very nice. You could full-time in that easily. Oh. That's yeah. that's really encouraging to hear y'all give that that high regard like that because they're they're introducing it. We are introducing it as entry-level diesel, and that's our first step into the diesel market. So we'll see how these go, and, and they're reserving the rest of the lines for us for a little bit longer here, so we might jump into a few more here. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. And we're sitting here, if you hear background, uh, the, in this episode, we're actually sitting here in the Topper's showroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. We, we plan to have some people out here, but the weather just killed us this Holy weekend. cow. So. We are in the <clears throat> midst, as we record this, of a freakish winter storm. <laughs> yeah, mid-February. It was 80 degrees. I was, playing, I was playing golf in shorts last week. So It's <laughs> insane. Uh, and so, yeah, so we're... We're sitting here, and what we're looking at, we've got, uh, you know, we're looking at a fifth wheel and some travel trailers, and actually, you carry prime time, which was our entry into sure RV was. life between us. We, our first have? travel the, trailer uh, travel, was a, a uh, prime time tracer. There you go. Tra- we yeah. even have a tracer right there. There it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the kitchen in that one, though, is ginormous. <laughs> right? a Holy cow. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, Larry, I'm really interested to know. As a uh, as a third generation owner, you touched on it a little bit. As as uh, you know, you kind of got into the business. How has it changed over the years? Oh man, the 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 size of the RVs for one, and then the weight is is what's the the interesting part when you get these engineers involved. They're so smart, you know. They're just way smarter than us. And and the way these old guys used to build them with wood and all that stuff, you can. You got these opposing slides now. I mean, you know, we built this facility 10, 12 years ago, and we did 22-foot wide bays in the service area thinking we can get two units in. Tech could work on two units at once. Well, now we know for efficient reasons it's not a good idea, but when the evolution of slides, opposing slides and all that came out, it really ended up being perfect size for one RV. <laughs> so where we thought we had space for eight, we really only have space for four. We had to build some more bays out there in the back. But the technology in them is just amazing. Uh, you got you, you, could, you can have Wi-Fi anywhere in them now. It's just it's nuts what these guys are doing with these things. And it's just getting better. You know, the technology is getting better. The, the, the construction, I feel, is getting better as well. And these, these factories are now investing more than they ever have before uh, in the quality control and the customer service side of it too now. So that's encouraging, especially at the national level, because that's, uh, that's one of our biggest things that we see a lot of is, is, is customer service reviews that we aren't pleased with. Right. So at the national level, I sit on the board for our uh, national association, uh, RVDA, and uh, that's one of our biggest concerns is, is we call it uh, REC, R-E-T-C, Repair Event Cycle Time. So it's, uh, and we're getting those numbers. They were, it's something we don't even want the public to see how bad the numbers were when we first started it, and now we can finally start releasing those numbers because they're, they're getting to where they're, I don't want to say respectable, but they're getting to, from where they were, they're getting a lot better, but... The main thing for me is, yeah, technology that's gone into these things. It's just insane. It is. It's just going to keep getting better. It is crazy. What? I want to circle back when you said weight. (laughs) Are you talking, in my mind, they're putting more in a lighter package? Yeah. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. the, The way they're able to construct these things now and still get all those amenities in it and still be 2,000 light, two thousand pounds lighter than they were 10 years ago is, is amazing. What it does is it is it puts a whole new demographic in play that, that can go camping anytime they want and they don't have to buy a new vehicle. Right. So, I mean, you, know, you take this little Avenger right here in front of us. This thing here is 
can't be more than 25, 2,800 pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, you can pull that with anything. Yes. You know, any, any little SUV, any little truck, any V6 truck, anything like that. And now these fifth wheels, everybody thinks you need a dually, you know, dual rear axle to pull those big fifth wheels, and that's just not the case anymore. You, you, I have a, a, a lot truck that's a 2,500 and can pull anything on the lot, you know, and, and, and those things, they ain't more than, probably, what, 12,000 pounds now? So it's, yeah. it's just amazing. It's amazing what they're able to fit into them now, too. Well, I guess, you know, when you figure just the technology in TVs and how that has changed, <laughs> right? right? right, mean, right. <laughs> yeah, they used to weigh like 500 pounds, exactly. and now they weigh yeah, about exactly. 30, maybe. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> take, take these headphones, too, man. This, these are blowing oh, yeah. my mind how clear this is. <laughs> this is it, everything is like that, too, and it's just it, it's exciting to, to, to see what's going to come next. The floor plans that they create, too, are so super interesting now, too. I'm sure you guys – walks through so many rvs and people get stuck in this they all look the same well for me and, and sure y'all it's really not like that we're right. always we're looking for the next like cool little thing wow there's a pantry now there's a walk-in pantry and it's like yeah walk-in pantry and a 20-foot travel trailer what's going crazy. on here you know? so <laughs> crazy stuff like that's super interesting to me and and, and and the technology i just you know i know i'm repeating myself but that's that's what's the best for me yeah so. i i totally i'm with you 100 percent. and you know one of the biggest I guess disappointments for us this year is because of COVID, um, you know, we don't have RV shows this year like we're used to having. And, uh, you know, I'm really, and that's one thing we love to do, you know, is go to the RV show, see what's new and different, what's been changed, what have they come up with. Some of these folks are so creative that design these things. And so, uh, you know, from your perspective, Larry, as a dealer, as somebody who's been in the industry a lot, well, your whole life, really. (laughs) Um, what do you think about the whole missing the RV shows thing? You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not good. You know, we like to be out there. We like to see the reps. We like to to talk to them. We like to see the people. We like to go out. I think the show is a great opportunity for first timers to go and look at everything and get a somewhat unbiased opinion you come to my dealership, we're, we're going to do that for you. We're going to tell you, go look around. It doesn't matter who you talk to at first. Go figure out your floor plan first. And I think we talked about that before in one, mm-hmm. of, our, one of our seminars we had last summer. And, and, and that's what I stress to people a lot when they go to shows is floor plan first, floor plan first. We can slap a sticker on it, whatever you want, right? But then past that, once you figure that out, it's who you want to talk to and handle and when you want to deal with. But for me, the RV shows are just crucial. Um, a lot of older dealers – in the, in the area around here, don't want to do them anymore. It's a hassle to take 40, 50 units across town in the rain, all this stuff. But for me, it's just not that big a deal. I think it's, you know, I kind of like it. I enjoy it. It's fun. I like getting in the truck and driving the trailers around. And, and, and then getting on the forklift for me is fun, too, because we to play some and have a little fun like that. But, <laughs> no, I miss the heck out of those shows, man. I, we, um, we are we – are I'd say 80% confident that we're going to have the RV show next February around the same time frame. Okay, good. Uh, as we see now when you jump out and try and do your own RV show, <laughs> the, the, the storms just come down and, and ruin it. But it's uh, it's okay. We're still going to have a good time this weekend. So. And as we're recording this, this is the weekend that normally the Houston RV show yes. would be going mm-hmm. on. Um, and you can only imagine, my gosh, if you had taken – your 40 or 50 units to the RV show in downtown Houston or just, it's actually just outside of downtown normally at NRG Mm -hmm. stadium Mm -hmm. or NRG arena and done all that. And then this freak storm came in 
it, 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 it honestly it probably would have helped us, you know, because being indoors under under a roof like that, as long as there wasn't ice on the streets, I was fairly confident we'd get a lot of people in here. But with this threat of ice, you're not going to get much yeah. people. But that's what we always kind of liked to have a bad weather around showtime because we all knew everything was under the cover. We knew people needed to come do something when it was raining. As oh. long as it wasn't too cold. That's what we always thought it was a great thing when the rain came. But not when you do your own and you're only outdoors. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, uh, no. for, uh, for me, back in the day when I was much younger in my college years and just after college, I used to be a grocery store manager and mm-hmm. – most people think, oh, it's raining outside, so the store is going to be empty. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It was the exact opposite. That's something to do. Yeah, yeah. People would go shopping when it was raining. They'd yep. be inside when it's pouring outside. Yep. And and so, it, it yeah, a lot of times it was the exact opposite of what mm-hmm. you would think. And, yep. and, and just as long as I, – I agree. I think if it wasn't too icy, I think, I think uh-huh. it would be packed there. Yeah. So uh, – Y'all heard about the Tampa show, right? They had the Tampa mm-hmm. show. I got some reports off of that. And, uh, you know, that's half retail, half uh, half uh, wholesale, I guess we can call it. Okay. But uh, they had a good show. They had a good they had a good, a good uh, turnout. They had uh, about a 30% drop in attendance, which I would have expected about a 50% drop. Yeah. Especially with the whole COVID thing. But they managed it really well. It's an outdoor show. They only allowed one family in in the coach at once. The okay. salesperson had to stand at the doorway. It was that type of deal. It was real safe. Everything was good. And they said what it did was it it really brought the buyers out for them. So obviously that's good for us. But, you know, I don't know if that's a shift in the mentality. I don't know if it's just because of what's going on right now. But we're, we're seeing a lot of different stuff right now. We don't know if they're trends, if it's just because of COVID, or if it's just because it's new. Yeah, well, and that, we don't know. That's, but. that's a great question. Yeah, yeah, and that circles back to, I know it just blew everybody away, but as a as a dealer going right smack dab in the middle of a pandemic, you had a little bit different response than the, you thought you were going to have. Yeah, you know, April was bad. April was real bad when they shut the county down. We we got exemption and, and we're deemed a essential business because people live in these things and they need to operate and live in them and we need to be able to fix them for them. So. Well, luckily, we can still sell them, too. I I was I was one of the ones saying, you know, this is going to come back quick. It's going to come back real hard, about, you know, 50 units a month for me, which is really good. Uh, problem is, it came back at 70 units. Everybody wow. everybody in the nation wanted to go camping. <laughs> and and when you, you talk to, to these, these factory reps that are here, if you guys get a chance and you want to, they, they'll tell you. Every dealer in the nation at one point during the summer last year was out of inventory. Wow. And it's it's still like that. If you weren't diligent or you weren't looking far enough ahead, you you missed the curve. And that curve could be four to six months before you get that inventory again. Maybe wow. three months, maybe eight months. It's all over the board. I mean, I got six geo pros out there. Those are those little single axle fiberglass sidewall trailers. I have the most in Texas. Wow. And I only have six of them. I'm used to having ten of them. Wow. You know, so I credit my sales manager. He he, he went out and, and just ordered, ordered, ordered. We're on a cycle, a month cycle, where we just drop in a whole bunch of orders every month, and hopefully we can get them in and, and keep getting these people trailers because everybody wants to go camp, and I think that's just the, the best thing that can happen for us, you know, getting people outdoors away from the Xbox, even though we love playing it, you know. <laughs> but but that camping stuff, man, you, you just can't beat it when you're out there, so... Absolutely. It looks yeah. like everybody's catching on to it now. So. I, it's no more secrets. You guys are going to have to start setting reservations out two years in advance. <laughs> You're right. Now. 
Sorry. Yeah. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You that know, is it's the problem <laughs> with our lifestyle. Do you guys, yeah, do you guys have any insight? Because I, I haven't heard how that's going. Is Are you able to book campsites? There, you know, it's funny because it's kind of the perfect storm with that, too. You is know, it? in that you've got more people that are ex- getting into the lifestyle, wanting to travel, wanting to camp. It's It's fantastic because, for the most part, you're away from crowds. You've got your own kitchen and your own bathroom and your own bed it's and all that. It's perfectly socially distant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, you've got campgrounds in a lot of cases that are scaled back mm-hmm. on the number of sites that they will make right. available at any given right. time. So they're limiting capacity So as they're well. limiting capacity well, and you're having to... Well, that's mainly the state parks. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so, you know, it's kind of the perfect storm of... and. And before, you know, you could, say, go a year in advance and book out what you wanted to do. And sometimes now, like with the state parks, it's so many months in advance that you can book. And it's just kind of this ever-moving target, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So for us, we were talking about this the other day. It's kind of crazy because we've normally done a combination of reservations and just winging it. Right. And the places that we really kind of had on our radar to go – we set reservations for, and then everything in between, we just kind of took what we could find. And this year, right now, you know, we have things booked through about mid-March, and after that, we have no idea what really? we're doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, wow. and, you know, it's one of those things, too, is as full-timers like we are, we're <laughs> we don't know really what to expect. You know, things are changing so much out keep, there. Keep Walmart in mind. You might have to be sleeping in some <laughs> parking lots. <laughs> they I mean, let you stay for three days, you know. <laughs> right. There is that option. Um, some Cracker Barrels. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, we actually took a trip in September. Uh, to my, my sister and brother-in-law live in New York. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we weren't going to fly over there. So we rented a house in Tennessee, and it was a halfway point. Well, I said, heck, I'm not riding in a car with my parents, my kid, and my wife. This is just going to go crazy. So <laughs> we got we took a motorhome out of stock and, and, and demoed it, basically, and brought it back and sold it as a demo. But what we did was we didn't, reserve, we didn't reserve anything either, and we just stuck to KOAs. Okay. And what we found out was if you waited past 12, lunchtime, booked up. But if mm-hmm. you call them between 9 and 10, you can get a room pretty much on your way, right on the highway, maybe a little bit off. It wasn't difficult. But you had to be on your game. Yeah. So and that's I, a great I, tip. I was impressed. I didn't. Uh, and the KOAs are all expanding. Every mm-hmm. single, I stayed at three of them. Okay. And and I was I was impressed. I hadn't stayed in a campground like like those in a long time. Most of my stuff was near lease or off off grid type stuff. So, but those KOAs, man, they got it together. Those Jellystones too. They're they're really. Blowing up all over. Oh, yeah. And for families there, especially. Yeah, I yeah. bet your son would love he, he, that. Well, when he gets a little older, he can handle it. Right now, <laughs> he's, he just turned two. So we're, we're getting there. We're, we just put him in daycare. So we're... Uh, I'm gonna have them probably working up here next next year. So there you go. Get them, get them washing some <laughs> countertops. Those countertops. Yeah. Well, inflation's gonna screw me on that one. You know, because I'll probably have to pay him two bucks a countertop now. But the next generation. Yeah, it's well, you know, I started at eight bucks an hour. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. I think I gotta start kids now at fourteen bucks. Oh an hour. yeah. You know, I'm not trying to throw people's personal business out there, but that's what's happening right now. And you know, you hear all this. Uh, 
$15 minimum wage stuff mm-hmm. and all that. And it's like, shoot, I think it's going to kill small business. I'm already having to do that just for competition. Oh, <laughs> well, and yeah. that's a great point, you yeah. Know, so it wouldn't kill my small business. I'm already doing it. So, Well, <laughs> yeah. well I wanted to circle back a little bit on inventory where you yeah, were saying you, you've, you've pretty much been able to restock and, and fill the lot back up for the most part. Yeah. But you're still selling a lot of RVs these days. Yeah, yeah. We did 430 last year. Uh, we, we think we'll get in about the same number just because of inventory restrictions. Now, if I had 1,000, I'd have sold 1,000. Wow. But um, it's 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 going to get to a point where we'll sell out again this year because the factories haven't caught up. They're still limited on what they can do in Elkhart County because of COVID, and their, their mayor or governor up there is a little bit different than Texas mm-hmm. governor and Florida governor and those guys, but that's okay. They're about... 60 percent capacity right now okay so that that kind of gives you an idea and we're probably if somebody wanted to come in and get one that wasn't on the lot we're telling people anywhere from 12 to 16 weeks right now so they can they can order one absolutely and and you'll get it quicker than i would get mine okay what that's the problem is on top of being restricted in their capacity they're also working on retails Okay. Because people are just, you know, you, I got five of these GeoPros. I'll probably get five retail orders off of them because of the five people that came in two days late and just missed it. Right. So, and I have those units in backlog already. But once I put a name on them, that'll speed it up by six weeks. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they are hooking up the retail customer before they give us stock. Okay. So I thought that was interesting, too. A little bit, I don't like it. But I understand it, and I know the public would like it. Right. So it's uh, it's cool for me. And, and like I said before, I think the dealers that are complaining about not having inventory were not on their game or didn't have the foresight to see this coming, which right. a lot of people didn't. And I, I took a guess. Right. Honestly, I just felt like it was going to be good. And, and, and uh, Dad and I were talking right in April, and we lost a lot of money in April when we were talking about it. And he goes, you know, it, it, it feels like uh, 9-11, not to bring the mood down or anything right. like that, but think about the circumstances, about the travel circumstances. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and you look at the, the you compare the both of them in the situations, and it's like, it really is pretty close. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was in high school, obviously, back then, but and I don't really pay attention, but you listen to people, what they're saying and what's happening to us now, it, it's the same. I see this sustaining for, for three or four years. Wow. We didn't have a downturn after 01 until 08. Right. So. Right. That it, if it goes seven, eight years, this is going to be, it's going to be hard to catch up. Yeah, so that's for sure. And, and Go buy your RVs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on that front too is, you know, the travel trailer industry is a little bit better in the pull behinds than, than the motorized because the motorized, they can only, I mean, they were way behind and, yeah. I understand last year they ended up way behind on the on the units. Well, you, you guys have one of the most popular ones. Those Tiffins are, are the most popular right now, and, and, and those are, I think they're only working on retails right now. I, I don't think they can even put a stock unit in line right now, uh, which is good for them. Right. But um, that's, that's the situation. They get such a good reputation. I mean, and then you guys go out and you put even more videos out about how good it is, and then right. bang, and then boom, they get sold to Thor. Right. It's an ever changing industry, isn't it? I mean it's it's just crazy how 
even in a short period of time, things change yeah. so rapidly Very in this quick. industry. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see but what happens. To we that. talk about you're talking about the Tiffin that they had a, a, a very good reputation and stuff. But I want to say out there, folks, that w- toppers, every time we talk to people about toppers, they have nothing but good things to say. How, through three generations, how have y'all kept the standards high to, I mean, this industry is tough to keep people happy. Yeah. You know, I credit, uh, I credit our employees. I credit our uh, families of our employees. I don't think it's anything that dad and I and grandpa have done. I think it's, it's the, it's the culture that the employees want to keep around here. What all I want to do is provide them a great living, a great place to work and have a little fun along the way. That's all I want to do. And if everybody's happy, I'm happy. And, and the employees let us do what we want to do. The, the, the thing that we have here is, is that I got, 16, 15, 17-year employees, management that's been here for almost 20 years. You know, these guys have worked for both Dad and I, and, and here comes one of them right now. Desi's been with us for 17 years, I think. You know? yeah, and, so. In fact, we have heard his name come up a bunch of times. Everybody Desi. loves Desi. Desi. Everybody loves Desi. Desi remembers every single customer. He's got this photographic memory. I don't understand how it works. But it's guys like Desi. It's guys It's it's guys like Tony Porter, our sales manager, and Renee Cortez, our service manager, and, 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 and just committing to, to wanting to be good at their job. And, and, and making it part of their life. And, and Tony told me the other night, he's, he texted me about, oh, 9, 30, 10 o'clock or whatever it was, and he goes, you know, I'm doing these numbers, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what, I'm married to the job. I said, <laughs> I said good, finally. It finally happened, good. Good, now I know you're not going anywhere and you're going to want to do good things. So, yeah. But no, it's, it's the culture that the employees let us have around here. It, it, there, there's nothing that, 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 that we have done i'd like to say but it's i try and relate everything to baseball and it's 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 having a good team that likes to work together mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing that we want to do nobody's nobody's working against each other here we're all trying to help the customer first pick out the right one after that we want them to learn all the right stuff about it and then we want you to be comfortable using it and pulling it before you leave here and then if you're gone and you're out text us call us we're here to help and so. see, that's awesome, and clearly it's working because not only have we heard nothing but good reports from folks that have come in and, and bought from you and had service done here, but also we know a lot of people who have been customers of yours for a very long yeah. time yeah. and bought multiple, mm-hmm. you know, every time they're ready for something new, they come yeah. back to Toppers. Yeah, and that was one of our main drivers for picking up motorhomes was uh, when that deal came across our desk, we... Uh, we, it didn't take as long to say yes. Um, it, it was one of those things I got tired of losing their fourth or fifth purchase. And I feel like, or third, I think people go through three or four travel trailers, then they get that motorhome, then they go back. Mm-hmm. It's funny. <laughs> you guys will probably go back to a pop-up. Yeah. Hey, well, no, y'all, y'all might go back to a tent. You we know? might. You that's a, that's try it out for a couple possible. months and then, yeah. <laughs> and then go back. Or possible. pop the tent up next to your Tiffany. There you, know? you go. That's right. <laughs> but, no, it, it, it's it's just a lot of fun around here, you know, and that's what I try and do. You know, I really don't – it's really not work for us. You know, it's, it's, it's having a good time and helping people out. So. That's awesome. 
Well, we definitely appreciate it. Larry, how can they how can they find you? Well, you know, we got the website, toppersrvs.com. We got our uh, you know, phone number, uh, local number 936-372-1119. We got Facebook, Instagram, you can text us, you can hit us up on Facebook, we'll reply. Um, you know, it's uh, big things coming. Big things coming. We're real excited about the future. Uh, I'll make an announcement here. Yeah. Toppers RVs South in works. Oh, you say. heard it here first, guys. That's all I'll say right now. Toppers RV It's in the works. So Dad and I are looking at it all right now. We're uh, we're going through it. So. That is exciting. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is, did we just break it right here? Yeah, yeah. I've told Woo-hoo. a few people, but I haven't I haven't let many people know. But I feel like it's. Uh, you we know, felt we're honored yeah, to we're be a there. part of that news. It's definitely something that's going to happen. So we're just getting on, getting all our. They are T's crossing their eyes dotted and figuring all the official stuff out, and we'll get moving on it. So that so they they're something else to look forward to. There you go. That's awesome. I don't even think I told you that before this. Did no, you didn't. That's <laughs> a no, total surprise. I told you you were going to Oscar speech me. I told you. Yeah, that's, that's, that is absolutely awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much, you Larry. We really appreciate. It. If you have any questions for Larry, make sure you get a hold of him or the Toppers team. Absolutely. And. Uh, we, re- we really appreciate it. I can't Thank wait. You so I can't much. wait to do another one. This is fun, guys. Yes. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas Y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye.